0: Welcome back uh, to yet another episode of the tight beam before you listen to our um, season six wrap up episode uh, we kind of wanted to touch base with you so I'm kind of going to hand it over to Fred and Andrea um, to say a few things before uh, we get into the episode proper.
1: Yeah, so I'll just jump in. Um, Just wanted to drop a little PSA, public service announcement, um, before you listen to the episode. Um, As as you know, we probably, uh, we would like to record a lot of our episodes and have them in the bag so we can drop them day and date or whichever, and uh, with the pregnancy and whatnot, we knew we were going to be away, so we pre-recorded a number of things so as you listen to the episode um, things have changed and I'm not going to sugarcoat it we're just going to jump right in and let you know that um, we did lose the baby uh, a few days before um, her due date so that's something that uh, we're still working through it's very emotional and very raw at this point so um, we didn't want to cut out any of the 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 intro where we do talk about um, our baby as we're excited for her to come, and we didn't want to just spoil any of that. So, please um, enjoy the episode. Um, enjoy our excitement. We were excited for her to come. We don't want to to cut that out. So we'll leave it in the episode. And um, uh, thank you for listening.
0: So here we are. It's part two of the uh, of our expanse recap. I'll ask you guys how we're doing, just because we're we're talking about it on a separate day. I'm not going to do the whole. Shebangs, people are probably gonna hop right from the first part into this one. So, like, how are you doing on this fine Saturday?
2: You know, we just had breakfast like an hour ago, and I'm so hungry right now. Uh,
0: that's me, like, every day now. I think it's just <laughs> the endless working that I don't know. I don't know if it's because you have a baby inside you. I don't that's, know that's taking up some of your nutrients, but I'm like, just hungry. Yeah, I've been working so much, and I would eat breakfast, and literally 10 minutes later, just like, how about we eat again? <laughs> That's me with Fruit Loops, <laughs> just Fruit Loops. I have one bowl and just can't just can't get enough of that crazy toucan. Yeah, <laughs> Fred, how are you today?
1: I I I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go make more breakfast. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's uh, bring us some Fruit Loops. We need some Fruit Loops for the show to get through the rest of this.
2: It's it's just funny because like I'm the only one that eats the Fruit Loops. So what I've started to do is we have like whole like the like multi grain um, Cheerios. Right. So like I'll put half the multi grain Cheerios, and so that I don't feel like a fat ass, I put like half Fruit Loops. So it's like so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. So so, I told Fred. I was like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you that I I need more Fruit Loops." And he's like, "You're done with that box already." It's like, "Don't
0: judge me."
1: It was like one of those giant family boxes.
0: Hey, hey, she's got a whole nother person inside her. That person <laughs> demands. I don't know what the percentage is that Shannon, a that a baby 48 takes. It's been forty eight
1: hours since I bought it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> And I still, I still do not understand what your complaint is. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. We went to Costco and um, I found these bagel chips. And what, what I really liked about these bagel chips and the look of them was that the, everything was baked into the chip, not just like on the chip. Oh, so I bought them because it, I think it was Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving was that week. And I was like, this will be nice. Cause we always have cheese. I was like, yay. You know? I went home and I ate like half the half the thing. I just couldn't <laughs> stop. They were so. It wasn't very big, but I was just like, "These are too good and should not be allowed for human consumption."
2: See, that's how I feel about cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, you said, you know, well. Sent me this video the other cinnamon
1: day of like some guy who made this invention that would go on his mouse gaming hand yeah. that had like chopsticks that would attach to the top of the hand. So in between. Mouse clicking. You can use the chopsticks <laughs> on the top of your hand to pick up a Dorito,
2: <laughs> Dorito
1: and put it in your mouth without getting your gaming fingers dirty. Boy, I
2: oh mean, boy. these
0: are revolutionary
2: well, inventions.
0: I mean, I will say one of the, one of my favorite pictures on the internet is a picture of Oscar Isaac wearing like the messiest outfit in a in a kitchen with chopsticks eating flaming hot cheetos <laughs> so you know uh that is a smart move it keeps your hands clean
2: yeah because what if you have an itchy eye then like you have
0: then flaming dust
1: in your eye yeah, <laughs> it's over. Can, can you just like not game for two seconds to grab a chip and eat it and then but where's the fun in that you, you have
0: to impress the the gamer girls with a z you have to impress the gamers.
1: I impress my gamer girl with a clean keyboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or keeping the Fruit Loops stocked. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's one I mean,
1: way. We'll have to make a special trip to Walmart today, I guess, just to get her more Fruit Loops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. She's the special lady right now. You have to get her the Fruit Loops.
2: It's, uh, it, that's one of the. Is it five love languages? Can we make a sixth one? It's Froot Loops. <laughs> All right. We really need to get yeah, the show. So, um, I
0: Africa. mean, it, it kind of works because we're, we're talking about breakfast and we're about to go into some stuff about Easter eggs. Wow. I just... I, um, wow. I think she's
2: fired after this one.
0: <laughs> no. You know what? You don't get to fire me because apparently I have to fire you guys. I we, know. Here's the thing. I... I am vaguely into Star Wars, right? Like, I'll watch Star Wars content. I don't really, like, get all, you know, detail on Star Wars. I, I enjoy a, a war of stars. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. Andrew and Fred, like, outside of, of this, their thing, their biggest thing that I know them both for liking is Star Wars. So imagine my shock and surprise when after our episode covering episode three, we got a message from one of our listeners who knows this and was like, wow, you guys didn't talk about the Star Wars Easter egg. And I immediately messaged them. I was like, guys, why didn't you talk about, I always ask you to talk. And there was a Star Wars Easter egg right there, perfect for cracking. All and right. you let it go.
1: Here's here's a little <laughs> insight into that bubble. Um, so Andrea and I binge watched the entire series, uh, <laughs> through screeners, in one day. We sat down. We uh, yeah, we them really all. did. <laughs> and then when we came back to record the episodes, we brought up the episode and we kept hitting skip. We watched the important scenes, and we would skip ahead, skip ahead, so we'd have the details to talk about refreshed in our mind. And um, I think that was one of the scenes that was glossed over. So we should have rewatched. Are you making the excuses? Episode. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> not
0: Andrea
1: an was excuse. like, "I'm with
0: this. I'm with this," and then you got to the end. And she was like, "That's an excuse."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not an excuse. I'm just no, explaining no. That's actually how it went. The facts of what happened. And you're right. We absolutely should have caught that and, and spoke about it because it was awesome.
2: But you know what? I appreciate that listener for saying, you know what? I'm gonna call these bitches out.
0: <laughs> Amen. He he really really came for your lives. You know, no,
2: I, I appreciate it. I, I, I feel very humbled right now.
0: So
1: a lot so, of the time we rely on our showrunner, Shannon, to write down everything that we missed so we could talk about it. So it's her fault.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Wow, so again
2: Bring all I, your concerns
0: to I Shannon. would not necessarily have Known that at the time that I made the show Notes when nobody else had seen the Episodes that it was a Star Wars reference Because again, I am a Casual Star Wars Fan Do I even
1: know you anymore?
0: <laughs> wow Wow
1: I'm Sorry Again, you can send all your complaints to Shannon via T-I- M at randomchatter.com
0: <laughs> Yeah Send all your complaints to T-I-M at randomchatter.com <laughs> the, the elusive man At, <laughs> um, t- at randomchatter.com We're going to get fired So oh, yeah. go ahead, why don't, I'm going to let you guys uh, I'm going to give you guys this cameo Segment or not cameo segment the Easter egg segment Because I want to give you some time to talk about how that must have felt seeing, seeing that Star Wars John if you if you've seen it by now, since what episode you, was that in episode <laughs> three. <laughs> this is going really great so far. I, so I Mark, can... so Philip's targeting system. Yes, yes. Is the t- the targeting system from Star Wars?
1: It, it's a throwback to that one scene where the Millennium Falcon has escaped the Death Star.
0: Stay on
2: target.
1: Yeah, and Han and Luke are, are shooting See, down. See, she's the like she quotes it
2: right there. Like, <laughs> because I know it because I like so, it, but that scene so that's does the not TIE fighter,
1: that's something else, but yes, oh, okay, that, that was yeah, the
2: so, so, there's a, a couple cameos. So, the Star Wars one, obviously, um, episode three, I totally knew that. Um, <laughs> wow, um, and it's funny because on Twitter, somebody actually, I, I don't know if it was Ty and that guy who, um, Posted it or retweeted it um, Somebody put the Star Wars Music um, (laughs) Above it um, and it's just Really funny it just makes the whole entire Moment even better Um, There are also um, A lot of cameos in this Particular season we do See a callback to a lot of characters um, That have been in previous Seasons such as the angry belter Um, We get to see Prax again We get to see um, Oh I, yeah, Okoye, Elvie. Elvie Okoye. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because I, I was just listening to Fred listen to his book, and she's mentioned it. All, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Spoiler a, alert. yeah, a lot of cameos, and then one of the. Um, other easter eggs that um was very very fun to to look at was in the last episode um the drop teams um during the fight at the ring station um if you take a look at the alpha bravo and charlie groups um they are names of different characters from different um shows um so obviously if if, i don't know um if you guys take a look back there is um Obviously, Akbar from Star Wars. Because it's a trap. Because it's yeah. a trap.
3: Um,
2: Quaid is Total Recall. Bowman is from 2001. Um, Shepard is from Mass Effect. I mean, I love that they actually Commander Shepard too. Yeah. Shepard. Yeah. Uh, we have. Is it Idaho? Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, Idaho. That's Bidou. that's Jason Momoa put respect on his name. Oh yes.
1: Well, is this from the original Dune, or is this from the book, or is this from the, the latest? Listen, I'm just thinking,
0: the one that's in my head is Jason Momoa. <laughs> so Maybe.
1: this is Dune Dune Gate.
0: It's just Dune. It's just <laughs> Dune. It's just Dune, you know.
2: Uh, Rogan, the last starfighter. Uh, we have uh, Nesmith from Galaxy Quest. We have Buck from Halo. Um, then we have uh, Garati from Actual...
0: He, he's an actual. Author. I, like the, I like the way that that was put on there, though. Like, yeah. Like that's. It's like Why name, name, so name, dirty? name. Actual author. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. We have Ripley Vasquez Hicks and Hudson from Aliens. Um. Cooper from Interstellar. Um. Or Titanfall, one or the other. Um. We have Deckard from Blade Runner. Um. I can't read that one. It's and-
0: Anderton. I- Anderton. I thought so. Yeah. Um,
2: Anderton from Minority Report, O'Neill from Stargate. Um, we have two without names. Um, it's o- uh, Ochan and Levine. And those are Naren, um, Naren's, is it karate teachers?
0: Yeah, you said they were like from his like college karate teachers. And I can I can double check that while we go through the rest of it.
2: Yeah. Um, we also have a star from Spaceballs Banks from Arrival Flynn from Tron uh, Neri from Close Encounters Rico mm. from Starship Troopers Thrace from Battlestar Galactica I love that one Connor from Terminator Stone from Gravity And Riker from Star Trek um, So it's just really really cool That like obviously if you just like skim through it you really don't pick up on it but there's a lot of lovely um easter eggs just within this
0: one panel um and it's unfortunate that some of those characters died <laughs> <laughs> so he said actually and there's actually a mistake on this uh because he retweeted this one and corrected it he said uh excellent work just for the record kathleen garrity heidi oi i'm gonna do it too heidi Ochai, And Rob Levine were respectively my karate teacher, sensei and black belt in college. I love it. That's awesome. That's really sweet that he, he gave them a shout out. Yeah. Um, and then the final Easter
2: egg, I mean, there are so many more, but these are the ones that a lot of people were talking about, um, were about the freighters. Um, Shannon, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah.
0: So one of the, my favorite like things from the first season was that moment um, when they're escaping arrows and you know, Alex is pulling away and he's realizing that, you know, obviously they're, they're docked to the station and the magnets holding them into the station are attached to the fake gas tanks that are attached to the outside of the Rasenante to make it look like a freighter. And he pulls away and he's like, you know, enough of this gas hauler bullshit. And, you know, detaches it and flies away. And here we are in the final episode. <laughs> and then Marco is using that same strategy, you know, because the whole fight scene, and we talked about this in, in the finale mm-hmm. uh, recap. The whole fight scene, Drummer is like, why are people attacking the freighter? Like, piece of, it's falling apart, even though nobody's firing on it. And, you know, somebody says nobody's firing on, on the freighter. It's just falling apart. And you realize it's because they did the same thing. They they hid under crates and, and freighter things. They changed the shape of the um, ships that it would scan differently. Uh, Jerry actually pointed out in our live viewing party that in another scene, when you see Marco in his little situation room, in the background, you can actually see on the screens, they have stuff about the drives on the screens Indicating that they were trying to dirty up the drives, which is something else the Rossi has done in the past, to hide their drive signature. Yeah. Which we saw happened. Oh, Daisy has an opinion. Which we saw happen uh, when the the ship they thought was the Pella, the drive signature drops from, like, 97 to 17%. Um, so, it's just... <sighs> I keep coming back to this idea of, like, they're finally doing the parallels between um, Marco and not necessarily just Holden sometimes. Sometimes it's, like, the, the story of the Rocinante, like, the mm-hmm. legend of the Rocinante. And doing those parallels all these years later. And it's just really interesting to watch and, like, keep finding those details. Um, they also talked a lot about, <laughs> this is, like, something separate, but they talked about Marco's uh, speech at the end, which again, I will talk, I could talk about that all day. But what I thought was funny was they were like, everyone talked about how he was trying to pull off his own drummer speech and it was not working. He had to start his own chant. Yeah, He had to start his own belt chant. He couldn't even get people to like, to join him. Um, and I'll never get over how the whole, like, we've been bloodied and like he's completely clean. But anyway, um, I just really, I really appreciate all the tiny little, Parallel details they've put in over the season to not just Holden but like the entire arc of the story, um just kind of bringing the circle a little bit more to a close almost But that yeah. was really cool and oh. then
1: one other little Easter egg was the shadow to um, a very famous Martian uh, Mark Watney, uh, oh, yes. referenced as a, a ship
0: yes, yep.
1: And if it, for those who don't know, it, Mark Watney is the Martian from the movie or book, the Martian by Andy Weir.
0: You know, I still haven't seen the movie, but I love the book.
1: The book was fantastic. And the movie was done pretty well uh, in comparison. So they cut out some major scenes, but yeah. it, uh, it does go over it pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool. All very cool stuff. And I'm sure we'll find more like, I feel like we could dedicate a whole future episode to just going through the show and picking up all the little references to like other things. Oh, for sure. Um, we could absolutely do that like after there's been a baby. Um, we'll <laughs> save that. Yes. Put a pin in that. That's something we could do. I think that would be really fun. Um, to kind of go through maybe like each take some a season or something and go through. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's enough for us each to do two seasons. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> All right, um, so my beautiful co-host informed me today, now, that they haven't seen the X-Ray content, which is fair. That's one of my criticisms of season six, by the way, and I was going to go over this, is how difficult it is to get to this X-Ray content in the first place. Yeah. Um, like, people, you had to either, like, have an app that was capable of... Of going into the X-Ray content. like if you had a fire TV or a fire stick or some of that. Or like be watching it on your computer. And it has its own player. It has no subtitles. It's just like totally inaccessible. And people are missing like 25 minutes of, of Expanse content in the final season. On top of that there's some really crucial information that's relevant to the world or the season in some of these shorts Mm -hmm. oh i almost knocked over my coffee uh and so a lot of people were really frustrated that it happened that way like that they didn't just put it in the show and amazon obviously wants to utilize this x-ray feature to the best of its abilities and there's been excellent x-ray content over the years they had those fake political ads in season four that were absolutely hilarious you know they've they've put out some really cool stuff they did um the VFX breakdowns with the cast, when they would read about how they made the different shots in season four, like they've done really cool stuff, but it's just, I I feel like this stuff was a little too important to hide in x-ray content. I wish either the x-ray content was easier to access or more accessible in general. Again, there were no subtitles. So like good luck trying to figure out what's going on. If you don't speak English as your first language or whatever, um but like uh, again some of these scenes were kind of crucial to the story and they're relegated to an area where you can't find them so i almost wish they'd either done something different and put those scenes in the season or and i'll talk about this when we get to Holden's short make them more disconnected from the actual present story right and when i talk about holden's that'll make sense um Because his is different in that it is completely separate from what's going on in the story. So I did
1: a little bit of research just to dig into, like, what this is all about and where you can watch them and whatnot. And the Expanse writers actually tweeted that you have to watch it on a mobile app Mm -hmm. or you have to watch it on the browser. Um, If the Fire Stick works, I'm not sure about that. They didn't quote that. But we typically watch on our television. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just don't have that option. So we'd have to intentionally go to a a PC or I'm not going to watch an episode on my phone. That just seems, I don't know, maybe I'm too old school, but that just seems like too small of a screen. Um, Daniel also confirmed that these episodes or shorts are intended to be watched in part to augment the television show itself. Mm -hmm. So you should be watching these with each episode. So Andrew and I will definitely need to go back and rewatch these yeah again, we haven't even seen the expanse episodes um day and date release. We've only watched the screeners and the, the second uh kind of fast forward through mm-hmm. so we can do the recording. We're just too wrapped up into many other things at the moment, but yeah, we're definitely gonna have to go back and catch up on these yeah
0: and i it's i don't know i just have i it's it's I don't know how to put it. there's like pros and cons to it like they're great. And they were actually nominated for Writers Guild awards. Yeah. Um. Like, they're they're. I wouldn't say they're bad or anything. I just think like, if X Ray were a better feature, maybe I wouldn't be so upset. Or if they had subtitles, maybe I wouldn't be so upset. Or maybe if the season wasn't so damn short. Um. <laughs> and like the it to some people, and I've been now that now that the whole season's out, now everybody's kind of giving their opinion on like how they felt about strange dogs being included and whether they felt like that was justifiable and sad. Like it, like it had a satisfactory ending if we don't even know if the show's coming back kind of bittersweet that these kind of got put when, when we wanted moments with our favorite characters one last time and you put those in a place that's almost impossible for anybody to get to. Right. Little frustrating, little frustrating, but they're good.
1: I get that Amazon's trying to, like, sell it as their premium feature, come to Prime. You yeah. can see this extra X-ray bonus content. But they don't advertise it very well, and it should no. be available on every platform yeah. that you can watch it from. So yeah. that that's what grinds my gears.
0: Or there should be a feature where you can watch it at the end of the episode or something. Yeah, that would be quite
2: nice. Or they just play it, like, as soon as the episode is over.
1: Yeah. Or if it was, like, a trailer option at the end. Yeah, or something yeah. like that.
0: yeah kept like with the trailer stuff Mm -hmm. because they have like those, that trailer section at the bottom
1: or bonus content or,
0: yeah, you know, so the x-ray content total is called one ship. Um, and basically it's the, I, the idea, like the Belter idea of, um, everyone on a ship is like a family and all their stories come together to tell one story, that kind of thing. um, So the first one is called Uncle Walla, which is a belter word for, like, anchor person. Mm -hmm. So, like, your anchor person. So, like, uh, for example, drummers could be Joseph and Michio. Naomi's could be Holden, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, And the summary that I wrote was Michio shares concerns about drummers' feelings for her and Joseph after finding years of video messages from Naomi so so this short (laughs) drama this short uh each short was about a character or two characters and this one was about uh drummer and naomi though i feel like it's more about drummer so i was kind of let down because i wanted naomi to kind of feature more but it felt like naomi was there to kind of prop up drummer's story more than herself Mm -hmm. um because she's only there in video messages and some of those video messages were a little... I don't know. not I wouldn't say they were ret Conny, But there was something about them that kind of left what... They were written after they were supposed to have taken place. So the meaning... By having them in there, it changes the meaning of what originally happened. Um, so I kind of didn't love that. Um, but it was good. And it kind of showed that, like, you know, drummer kept years of messages. Like one of them is drummer or Naomi uh, singing happy birthday to her while they were on the behemoth. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one after, uh, she had to leave illis. Um, and I, that was the one that kind of left the worst taste in my mouth. That one, like, not that it was bad, but it was the one that did the most like rewriting of history of all of them. Um, why? So basically, So they had that fight in the first episode where Drummer was just like, you know, if if Belters go to a planet, they're not Belters anymore or whatever. And Naomi, who doesn't necessarily want to be any one thing, she just wants to be Naomi. You know, Dominique talked about how the whole reason Naomi kind of wanted to try going to a planet was to maybe find a home away from the factionism of their solar system for her, Holden, Amos... Like somewhere they they could just be instead of being inners and belters. You know what I mean? Just like make a home for themselves and how meaningful it was for her to step on that planet and all that. So the message was her saying you were right to Drummer, which I thought, I don't think that, I don't, I didn't like that. I just didn't like it. Um, because I'm sure, I'm sure there's a reason for, it. I just wasn't a fan of that. And also like, she said to her, like, I wish you were here. I wish you could have seen it. And based on the, the context, it was right after Holden left, and she was upset that Holden was leaving. And it just felt weird. It just, like, the tone and the, the positioning of it was just weird. Huh. And it just kind of was, like, putting more emphasis on, like, Drummer's importance to Naomi's story in a, in a storyline where Drummer was not necessarily important to Naomi in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just I personally didn't like that one. Like the other calls I was fine with. It was that call where I was like for some reason I don't jive with like where you ha- when you had it happen. I don't necessarily jive with Naomi like suddenly agreeing with that drummer's right about whatever about going to a planet. Um all of a sudden like I don't just because, you know, this this happened and I mean maybe with time I can come to terms with it, but it just felt like I would have rather they just confirmed Naomi had feelings for Drummer than like have this weird message that kind of vaguely retconned some of their story and some mm-hmm. of their conflict. Um, especially because they didn't talk for all that time. It's implied that Drummer didn't really respond to any of her messages. So like, why would you have that message be like so important and that you like erase the fact they had that fight, but they still didn't talk after that? I don't know. It was weird. Uh, and the last one was her thanking her for saving the Rosanante and saving Holden in season five right um so like obviously that you know that that was a a message i would expect drummer to get (laughs) uh a thank you message at the very least (laughs) um but you know michio like hacks into her her system and sees that she has all these saved messages from naomi and of course she starts worrying like you know maybe she doesn't really love us like how can like You know, that I don't see any messages saved from us. Right. I only see all these messages from Naomi. And Joseph just, like, assuring her that, like, you know, that doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything because she's with them and all that stuff. And at the very end, you see Drummer, like, deleting them all. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And that was meant to inform their uh, conversation in episode five. So... Uh, and it, it did. I mean, it kind of did, uh, you know, that, you know, Naomi was trying to reach out to her and she's never responded back
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for whatever reason. So Na- drummer or Naomi just feels like, you know what, I'm just going to show up. Um, but it was, it's really good. And it kind of keeps, you know, I just kind of feel like they keep hammering home that drummer has feelings for Naomi. And I wish for once they would kind of dip into Naomi on that front because we understand that drummer has unrequited feelings for Naomi. But what is what are Naomi's feelings? I kind of want to hear more about that. Uh, well, I mean,
2: their their focus was Naomi and Holden like and I think that that's her focus. If she did have feelings for drummer then that's just something in the past.
0: No, I know. I I'm I'm more my issue is more that we keep coming back to drummer's unrequited feelings. They keep telling us drummer has unrequited feelings like I think we know that by now. Right. It's more like you know what? Can we do something different with that knowledge instead of re- like doing something to keep reminding us that drummer has feelings for Naomi and she keeps trying to move on, but she still has feelings for Naomi. Like we've we've had a whole season about that,
1: you know I what wonder I mean? If this constant going back to, to drummer is um, just to to give her more spotlight, so we mm. can transition easier into the video game that's coming. Maybe. And, and maybe there's some connected story there that we just don't know about yet.
0: Yeah.
1: So, just a thought, but no, yeah. I I do appreciate where you where you're trying to go, and and I. I, I could... kind of
0: wish it was more even. Like I wish yeah. if the short was about drummer and Naomi, I wish it was about drummer and Naomi, and not drummer having feelings for Naomi. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's all, cause Naomi. People were asking, "Where's Naomi's short?" And I had to be like, "That was her short." Was it was yeah. just her in these tiny ass videos that you can't really see, and it's yeah. You know, but it was good. Like I I won't say it wasn't good. I mean, I kind of have weird criticisms for all of these. Um, but that one, like it was still good. It was heart wrenching. And, um, I, they have incredible chemistry. So like, I obviously want to see more of them together. I just think there were some, some choices in it that I kind of wish they had done something a little different or of course, maybe had not like tried to write stuff from stuff that already happened in a way that changed the meaning of what already happened. Mm -hmm. So, but it was good. And and poor, poor Dom having to get made up as all these old looks (laughs) from like four years ago. And like, I thought that was funny. So the uh, next one is Zenobia which obviously takes place on the Zenobia. and that's about Avasarala struggles under the weight of war and tries to get some rest until she gets a call from her granddaughter. Um, so in this one, you know, she's getting all these updates and everything's going really terribly. And so she goes into her room and turns off all the lights and starts to meditate and then her phone immediately starts ringing. And it's a call from her granddaughter, and her granddaughter is showing her all her plants. Oh. I believe she's on Luna um, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and she's showing her all her plants and how everything's going. And then she shows her her guinea pig. She has a guinea pig. And, um, you know, just kind of talks to her about what she's doing and tells her how much she loves her and all this stuff. And Avicerala sends her a message back. And this is the one I've watched, like, the least. I'll be honest. Um, But... At the very end, the important part is at the very end, she like does a scan and like her health is all over the place and she orders like some sort of, she has the stuff sent to her doctor, um, who, uh, and asks for like whatever medication she needs. And it kind of ends there. Um, so that kind of informs like why she's taking all those stamps yeah. uh, later and, and what she's up to. With that, and it was one of those things where I wish we had gotten more chance to, I tell you, I got criticism for everything. Um, It's kind of weird that, like, you just see her doing that, and it's implied that she's just taking all these stims. But then you watch this, and it's actually meds. I feel like that's a little misleading. Um, And also, like, if she's taking all these meds, there's no payoff for, like, that going on. Uh, the well, the thing is, is that, okay. like,
2: we know what's going on because we've read the books. Right. But for somebody, yeah, they're just taking, they're just looking at her take something, right? Yeah. And not really understand the context of it. Unless you watch the x-ray content.
0: Let's watch x-ray content. And the show plays it very much like she's just taking stims. Yeah. I mean, you can, there's, there's a point to be made that maybe she's misleading Monica when she says that. But also when she's talking to Holden and she's taken by surprise by his news and she says, I think I need to up my dosage. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that sounds like she's just taking more stims. She thinks she's still asleep. So like, I don't know. It changes, it changes the meaning of that entire arc by not making it clear that it's, it's medicine for her health. Like, obviously we know she's stressing out because we see her like trying to take a break all the time and she keeps getting interrupted. Yeah. By literally everything. So, you know, it. that's, I kind of, it's another like little thing where I'm like, it's a great short, but it changes the meaning of what happens in the show. So if you don't see it, your perspective on it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but I did like seeing like Avasarala, we don't get to see a lot of her stuff with her family other than Arjun. Yeah. And so getting to see her like watch a video from her granddaughter and kind of remembering what she's, who she's meant to be fighting for. Um, Was just kind of really nice. And also her granddaughter is really cute. I
2: remember like in the first season when like um, she has the tickle fight with her grandchild. I thought that was like a really important moment for her because it's so nice to see
0: that other side of her. Yeah, it's good to remember like she is she does have a family. Yeah. Like she's tough, but she still she has people she loves and wants to protect, mm-hmm. and she's lost people before. I made the joke that like because she called like, I wasn't even the first one who made the joke. We were joking about how like she's clearly taken in Holden as her new idiot son, because <laughs> she just refers to him as James now. It's not even Holden. It's just James. Like oh man, she's adopted that guy, and that that's they're both in for a world of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one is called Win or Lose, and it's about Bobby and Amos. And it's <laughs> Bobby and Amos decide to finally see who would win in a fight. I and need to see this one. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. The banter in it is so good, and it's co-written by Wes. Awesome. He did help write it. Um, basically, they're cleaning up in the cargo bay, and I think Bobby says, like, let's – Let's duke it out. Let's do it. Whoever loses has to finish the jobs, and um, their banter is just so funny. Like Wes and Frankie were so fun this season, and this short is kind of like everything about the two of them to a T. Mm-hmm. So they they start, you know, they're they're laying out the ground rules about the fight, and before Frankie or before Dr- uh, Bobby can even say what the first rule is, <laughs> Amos charges her. Oh. <laughs> um, it's so funny. And so she ends up getting him in like a chokehold and he's taken forever to go out. And then he uh he whips out his hand terminal and like sets an alarm. The alarm goes off and startles Bobby and it gives him the the chance to like distract her enough to to knock her to the ground. Cuz it's the first one who hits the ground has to finish the tasks. Um so Bobby hits the ground and uh, obviously Amos wins. Uh, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to go too deep into the book thing, but there is a, a book scene similar to this, but with incredibly different context. So getting to kind of have this little fun interaction, like, I know you've been thinking about it. I know you've been thinking about who could win in a fight um, and kind of have these two like powerhouses, Duke it out um, was really fun. Uh, And I just, they're, they're just so much fun to watch. Like Wes and Frankie are, are so like, they're just really funny people. So I feel like this kind of thing lends really well to the kind of people they are as well as their characters. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think, uh, um, Fred is going to really like that one.
1: Yeah, I, there there's a parallel to this in one of the future books that's coming out. There is a fight between Bobby and Amos, and it's more around Amos is just very angry and upset mm-hmm. with the way things are going, and he's on Medina with Bobby, and he picks a fight with her, and they they go to ground, and Bobby just kicks the snot out of him,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they're talking after like you know there were just two siblings that were in a fight. Yeah. They still love each other. And Bobby's like, why did you do that? He's like, Well, I could have picked a fight with anyone on Medina, but I would have won. I wanted to get my ass kicked. <laughs> oh. There's only one person on the station that can do that, and that's you.
3: Yeah. So there's
1: that love and respect there. And yeah, it was it was really nice.
0: Yeah. In
1: a weird, Amos kind of way.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's it was really fun. I don't remember a lot of the dialogue from it. Um, I just know <laughs> like when she's egging him on it is just so funny what did she call him i want to like my brain keeps going to like baby boy or something like that she's like come on come on fight me please fight me like it's just very funny. hendrix clearly likes it yeah as well. I, <laughs> I heard the meow um hendrix no one wants to talk to you after what you did you know what you did um but it's just—it's very funny that she's like, "No, we should do this." He's like, "I don't—I don't think we should." Uh, I think he specifically says to her, like, "You know, I could, but I don't want like the captain to get mad at me or something like that." Like, if—if if they end up both beating the heck it's up not at it, yeah. and hold—and they just come up and hold, and it's like, "What in God's name was going on down there?" Yeah. Um, so it—it's just really funny that, like, you know. These two people who are like, well, obviously we shouldn't be doing this, but you know, it would be fun doing this.
2: Exactly.
0: And they just do it. And, um, you know, Amos wins because he cheats, (laughs) but like, that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a a clean fight. And it's funny that, you know, they didn't actually have any ground rules. So he really, he didn't do it. He didn't do anything wrong. Frank, uh, Bobby didn't get to establish the ground rules. Because he tackled, he tried to tackle her. So, <laughs> but it's fun. It's a really fun little short. Do you want me to wait? I'll yeah. wait before I go to the next one. That's there she movie. go. There she goes.
1: Goodbye. Waddle, 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 waddle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I might end up cutting some of the Anka Walla one out because I talked about that one for way too long. We'll see. Ah. When I listen to it, we'll see. Plus, I know I'm gonna make shippers angry. There, what I what I didn't say was because I didn't want to get in trouble. What I don't like about it is like Naomi wanted to go to a planet because of her love for Holden, and now you're writing in this call where immediately after he leaves, after you tell him you don't want him to leave, and you know he he says he's just worried about your health. blah, Blah. blah you immediately call Drummer, the person everybody knows you're in love with or is in love with you. And say, I wish you were here. I wish you could have seen this. Um, you were right. I shouldn't have come down here. Even though Drummer had nothing to do with the decision in the first place, and I think that's what left such a bad taste in my mouth. Was like it had nothing to do with Drummer, and now all of a sudden it does.
1: Just seems like it's out of place.
0: It seems out of place. Like I would have, I'm sure, if it happened in the scene, I would have been like, "Wow, this is so tragic." But like two seasons removed from it. And knowing that Dominique said Naomi's motivation was Holden. And now, as soon as he leaves, you're immediately calling, like, this other person who yelled at you and basically insulted you to your face. And told you, basically said you weren't going to be a belter if you chose your family. And you're going to immediately call them and be like, you were right. I don't know. It just leaves it. Don't love it. Don't love it, you know? So I told him the, the absolute plot of every single short while you were gone.
2: Oh, fantastic.
0: Just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, no. Oh, no. You came with a spoiler alert and I ignored it. God, what is happening? <laughs> we're writing a new hit song. All right. Whenever you guys are set with your peaches. I'll talk I about, I don't know, I feel so nauseous at the moment. Oh, Bridie's chasing her cat around. <laughs> I'm like, why is this cat running? I just see my sister come around the corner. Oh, oh dear. We're, we're recording, you, you're fine, but like just. I just wanted to come down and say hi to them. Yeah, so I mean, and the... chase them. Well, no, she won't let me touch her. <gasps> Hendrix literally stabbed my arm, not scratched, I tr- I was trying to move him. And he grabbed it's my arm their, and just... It's their, their heads and nail clippers are at school. That's fine. I mean, I just told him to stay away from me. Uh, no, I'm going to the grocery store. I just couldn't to say hi to Mom them, said she was going to buy us more feta. You I'm feta believe talking. it. I'm not going to be here.
1: Now I it. want some feta.
0: Well, oh, she can buy you some feta, too. Greek
1: a salad, Greek a salad. Yeah, yeah,
0: feta, I feta. I want some feta. Uh, now they're all talking about feta. I don't really eat cheese when I'm at school. Oh. Is it backs me oh Hendrix is like mom it you'll says. love me right that mean, <laughs> that mean girl Shannon moved me and I Hurt her and she's mad at me about it
1: Tell her to get some raisin bran to offset the Cheese
0: <laughs> She likes cheese like it's not like she just Doesn't eat it at school cause it'll go bad she'll probably go bad No it
1: no, I it backs it her just up just she said she, she holds back her poop Oh, He says
0: done. what did you say she should eat Raisin bran Raisin bran with your cheese <laughs> I already have problems on the toilet and I don't think eating more cheese or raisins will help
1: me. Or oh, the brown part will help
3: you. <laughs> I,
0: I, I forgot that they could hear you because I have my good mic on. So I, I was don't like, care why are not is... they can hear me? No, 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 because I didn't realize they were listening to what you were saying. That guy's got a cool background. Uh, she says you have a cool background, Fred. <laughs> you look like you're going into a black hole of oblivion. Yeah. Pretty much. So where I'm going. That's where, that's where you're going to Never Neverland. Well, good luck out there in the black hole of oblivion. They have water. Yeah, I saw. I I had fed them this morning. Oh, little adventure though. <laughs> that's why he was meowing. He probably heard Bridie upstairs, and I didn't because I had my headphones on.
2: Oh.
0: Because he he yells sure like yeah. She it's my shows sister.
1: up like in Gamora's eye or <laughs> <through his> eye.
0: <laughs> I think it's Gamora.
2: It's Gamora. It's
1: Gamora. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nebula doesn't
0: look that stupid. <laughs> Isn't Nebula the angry one too? Yeah. 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 All right. <clears throat> so that's Brighty. All right. She's going back to school today. They're f- grocery shopping for. I her. heard
2: sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so that that's Brighty. Um. All right. So the next short which is probably one of my favorite ones is night watch. And it's uh, obviously about having the watch. Cause it's about Clarissa. Uh, Clarissa takes the watch and receives devastating news. So obviously Car- Clarissa has the watch. And I, what I really loved about the show is right at the beginning, you see everybody shutting down there. So you, you never see what happens when these people go to bed, how, you know, that they're on night shift. Hmm. So while she's ta- she's, she's, sending, she's telling Amos, all right, you're good to go. Go ahead. I got, I, you know, We're good. And behind her on the screen, you can see everyone's kind of muted their feed. So you see Holden's muted and Naomi's muted. And then as soon as she says that, Amos mutes um, for the night. So that way you can see who's unreachable. And then if you need to go get them, you can just go get them. Right. Um, so I thought it was really cute. And obviously, Holden and Naomi were muted at the same time. No Don't wanna know what's going on well there, a well. well well. Um, well, he might be sleeping somewhere else because this uh, this one released after like he saved Philip and Naomi was like, "Please respect my choice to choose you," and he he very clearly looked like he was in the doghouse. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, no. As I tweeted, I said he's in the horse house. Get it? Because Rossinante, Rossinante's oh a horse. Oh my gosh. He's in Get the horse. Get out of house. here, Shannon. No, you know what? Carrie liked it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, somebody liked my joke. All right. So, you know, she takes the watch and what I really liked, I was right at the beginning, she's standing there on the Rossi. Everyone's muted. And she just kind of stops and looks around and goes, I have the watch. And I just love that that moment with Holden still resonates with her like that, that she's like, I, I am trusted. I can take care of the Rossi. I can take care of these people. I have the watch. I just really love that. So, she goes around doing checks of the ship. Notably, she goes down to the machine shop. And this is one of the ones that I really thought belonged in an episode. Because it actually foreshadows the, what happens in the finale in the machine shop. Because she goes down and she looks at that exact same pipe. And she's like, hmm, I'm probably going to have to, like, fix that one. Put it on the list for later. Ah. Or something like that. She says something of that nature. But she looks right at that pipe that burst in the, in the finale. So she does all that. And then she goes to the galley and she's having something to eat. And while she's there, she's watching the feeds and she learns that Jules Pierre Mao has died in prison. Mm-hmm. So she's watching the news feed. She shatters her, her hand terminal. I know this one really well. Cause I really liked this one. Um, she shatters her hand terminal and she activates her mods. And then the, the, the shortcuts. When it comes back on, it's now, you're watching from the Rocinante security cameras. And that's, a lot of the shots are taken from the Rocinante security cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, You just see her wandering the ship and everything. And she's on the floor. There's food everywhere. Like, she tore up the galley. And um, she she tells the ship to access her logs and she starts recording. And basically, she's keeping a journal. And she taught she in this journal, she like basically writes a letter to her dad and she says, like, I wish, you know, I wish you were a better father. I wish I could stop loving you. Mm. Um, I wish I could stop trying to like, you know, care about you and and you like just like on and on. And it's so devastating. Um, I wish I had taken notes about the whole thing. Cause it's it's I probably could find it because I know somebody gifted on Tumblr, but it is just so absolutely devastating like because obviously her dad is like arguably one of the worst people in the solar system and here she is you know seeing that he's he's died and that's something i really wish had been in the show because that's kind of a he was kind of an important figure to a lot of the show yeah um but she's learning he's he's died and like even now he still affects her she doesn't want him to because he's terrible, and she's realized that he's terrible, and what he did was terrible. But he's gone. Oh, here it is. So she says, uh, why am I angry? Why am I angry now? You didn't die to hurt my feelings. I was never going to see you again anyway. Why does, what does it even matter? I wish you were a better man. I wish you were a better father. I wish you loved me. I wish I hadn't loved you. I wish I hadn't loved you. Wow. And it's just, it's devastating. And it's just like Nadine killed it, knocked it out of the park. Um, but it's, it's true. And like a lot of people feel that way when they have like, maybe parents aren't so good because you want to love your parents. So you want your parents to love you. But like when, when your parent does something terrible or does something terrible to you or is maybe like abusive to you, those are feelings that, that could come out. We knew that he never, he didn't really treat her well. Because no, she wasn't he only, Julie.
2: He only cared about Julia.
0: Yeah, he only cared about Julie. So like here she is kind of working through that now. Cause she she talked to Holden. She said, like I tried to kill you to please my father. And I realized like that was wrong. So here she is now. She's recognized that her father was who was wrong. And she's thinking that all the terrible things she did to please her father. And you know, now he's gone and it's hitting her like, you know, this this man never tried to You know, I mean, even if he could have reached out to her, he probably didn't try. Um, He probably never cared. He probably died never caring. Right. And so here she is, like, it's kind of hitting her. I did all these things for someone who never cared about me. And now he's gone and I I can't process that emotion. Um, So it's a lot. And then she stops recording and she gets, you know, starts cleaning up. And that's when it ends. So. I mean that one. That one was definitely one of my favorites of the one ships, and was it was really good. Uh, just her performance and the writing, all that jazz. Then there's the last one. So the last one is called "Remember the Cat."
3: Uh, remember the cat.
0: Remember the cat. Uh, Holden thinks back to the man he was when this all started, and when he was recruited to the Canterbury. So it opens up on series, Monica finds him looking at something and, and I love the interaction at the beginning. She says to him like, hmm, I wonder what that guy would think about all this. <laughs> and, and he says to her, you know, keep your head down, stay out of trouble. And she gives him a hug and leaves. And as the camera turns, you realize he was looking at Remember the can't graffiti, like his face on the wall. And I just love that. Like, what would that guy have to say about all of this? He's like, you know, keep your head down, stay out of trouble. (laughs) Um, So it flashes back to where that was used to be a bar. And um, he's in that. uh, Who do we find at that bar? But Captain McDowell. They brought back the actor who played Captain McDowell. The cat guy. The cat guy. Um and he's at the bar. He clearly is not a friend of the Belters. He actually gets into a spat with Gaunt Belter. <laughs> Gaunt Belter is at this bar, as well as the Belter who spaced Doris in season two. Uh oh. So, like, he's at this bar and he hears like this commotion behind him. Also, the the Doris Belter smashes one of his cats. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. Cause he has some cats sitting on the bar. Like he's so proud he bought new cats or whatever. <laughs> so he hears a commotion behind him and it's this guy telling a story and it's Holden sitting at a table with a bunch of belters and he's telling this story. And I don't think you don't really know what the story is, but he's basically, he was talking to like a belter and he didn't have any pants. He was trying to get his pants back or I guess cause the guy was going to, cl- the guy was going to clean them. He must've gotten something on his pants and like they couldn't understand each other. Cause like the one guy didn't really understand English. He mostly understood Belter. And Holden obviously didn't really understand Belter. Mm-hmm. He only spoke English. So he's my favorite bit was like you know that thing where you just keep saying the same thing but louder. I was that <laughs> asshole. I loved and it is so funny. And they're all he's got these these guys howling. These Belters are absolutely loving this story. And it ends with him saying like I didn't know the word for pants, so I went like this. And and the guy said, the guy was like, you know, uh, he said, I'm uh, sorry, I'm married and gave me a towel. Oh, (laughs) so, uh, the Belters are like buying him rounds of drinks. They're all just having a good time. And McDowell like approaches him and, and says, (laughs) you're really good with these people or whatever, something of that nature. And Holden is like, so taken aback. Or no, he says, says, are you an Earther? He's like, guilty as charged. He's like, wow, you're really good with these people. And obviously Holden's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And all the belters are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. These people? And and Holden says, you know, we're all one people or whatever. He's like, we're the same people. And the guy's like, are you a sailor? Like, who's asking? They just go back and forth. And finally Holden's like, look, I'm not interested in whatever you're selling. This is the... So (laughs) McDowell goes... How about how how do how can I interest you in zero responsibility, free room and board and uh union benefits all this jazz, and when he hears no responsibility, Holden like his f- whole thing changes, and he's like the face he makes is the funniest thing I think in the entire show, just like no responsibility you say <laughs> little nope. did he know that accepting that job was a <laughs> lot of responsibility, so. He finally leans back and goes, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And it ends with, like, McDowell, like, patting him on the back. They they pull up a seat and uh, they all get together. And what I really liked about, you know, all that was I think it was the best character work they've done for Holden this entire show. Because, like, you finally get to see the Holden that could bring people together. Like, he wasn't, like, kind of a jerk. Yeah. But, like he's he's just sitting with a bunch of strangers they're all having a good time they're buying each other drinks they're just hanging out and they're they're loving this guy and it's like this is the holden like i knew from the books who like just treated everybody nicely everybody had a good time when they were in his space you like that's why it was so easy for him to kind of become the person he was because he was so dang likable so I, and then of course, like you see this baby face Holden, it was the last thing they shot so they could shave Steven. Oh yeah. It was the last thing they shot. <laughs> um, because Steven deages like 10 years when you shave him. Um, but it was just, it was really nice. It was nice that they brought McDowell back. It was good to see kind of where Holden began. Um, kind of before all the, all the nonsense that he, you know, went through yeah. and, and to, again, see the Holden that I knew. Because for so long, people didn't understand why I, I liked Holden as a character. Because the show, Holden of the show, when the show starts, is so different. Yeah. He feels more like the standard sci-fi hero. Like, he doesn't feel like the nice, gentle, kind, vulnerable person until a little bit later. And to see him hanging out at the table, drinking with all these belters, telling about that time this one guy thought he wanted to bang... Like, it was cute. It was fun. Um, and it really lent to, like, it explained kind of, you know, where Holden began.
2: I like that. I, I like that throwback.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's one of my favorite ones. And not necessarily because it's about Holden, but because, like, it. it I think it, it's a little less connected to the main story, which is kind of what I thought the X-rays were going to be. Mm-hmm. But also it tells a story that's kind of important to the growth of the character that it's about. Um, right. And in a way that you wouldn't expect. And I appreciate that. So moving on from that, we could talk about those later when you guys have seen them after the baby comes, but (laughs) let's talk about the visual effects in the sets of, of season six, because there weren't as many sets this season. No. So I'll do those. I'll put these together in a single category. I had them separate because I based this on our notes for season five, which had a lot more sets. Um, But give me some of your thoughts What did you guys think of how the show looked This season The loca- the locations and the visual effects
1: I thought all of the Shots of them on each of The individual ships were, were on point I, I really enjoyed each and every One of them they were all distinct and unique um, From different points of view Like I, I like how the Rosinante And the Pella were very mm-hmm. similar But bigger yeah. So which kind of lends the that thought to these are both Martian design. Um I liked uh I'm gonna forget the name of it. Ashford ship, <laughs> the one that Drummer is a command of. Um, how dark that one is and Yeah, the just, Tynan, yeah. Tynan, thank you. I don't know, I, I just feel drawn to that one. It just mm-hmm. feels awesome and the way that that ship opened up in the, the bridge was during the battle was just Fantastic uh, from a visual point of view, the yeah. special effects they did on the show were were second to none. Just mm-hmm. fantastic. All the ship battles, of course, were on point, and just I think that's why we're so drawn to the show. Just the the effects are so realistic and so physically accurate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really funny because uh, Breck Eisner, um, he spent. Uh, sorry, he tweeted, "I do love to spend money on the expanse." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <he> did. <laughs> yeah, like, and it shows that this whole entire season was fully devoted to the beauty of space and the expanse. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the visual effects. Like the some of the scenes that I really enjoyed were those battle scenes. They were so mm-hmm. much fun to watch. Um, so I props to the visual effects team uh, teams um, yeah. throughout all of the seasons
0: mm-hmm. I I mean one thing I always loved about the Expanse is how lived in it feels and mm-hmm. even though we didn't really get a lot of sets this season because of COVID and the shortness of the season and, and all that jazz um, and the fact that everything was in, in space this year um, it still felt lived in like ser- the series docs like there were live nudes signs all over the place, signs for like noodle bars, and like it, it's dirty and it looks like people are going around, going to and from work, and it's just it looks and and it matches the look of the series docs from season one, which was made by completely different people. Yeah.
1: So, so this kind of goes back to my original thing before where I enjoy Star Trek for what it is, but mm-hmm. it's too clean and too perfect and too mm-hmm. utopian where you come to Star Wars and the Expanse, the, the ships feel used and abused and dented Rustic, and scratched yeah. and it it feels more real. And I think that's what you're trying to get to is that the, the Expanse just feels like it could be somewhere we would live today. Yeah.
2: No, I completely
0: agree with that. Yeah. That rustic look and vibe. And yeah, they've been through a lot. Yeah. I mean, these people also built an entire forest on a soundstage. Like mm-hmm. the, the Laconia was a set. Yeah. And they the trees had sap in them. And um, there was running water for the water area. Like it's, it's a genuine forest. Like Kara G did a little tour of it. Um, and it's it's unbelievable that they did that. That they built an entire forest on the on the soundstage, um, and the how they can turn one set into something else. Like they said, one of the Pella sets is an old Rasinante set that they don't use anymore. I believe it's or they don't use it as much. Um, so or they just redress it. I want to say it's the Ops deck or the galley. Is in another room from the Rossi area. They don't really use anymore, or that they can just redress. I think that's that's insane, and it's all because they've built this visual language into the world. Like you know, what a Martian ship looks like. So all you have to do is move some stuff around, right. and it's a Martian ship. And I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that intricate world building. Uh, we've we've talked about criticisms throughout the thing, but I wonder if you guys had anything that we haven't talked about yet or anything like that if you guys wanted to speak your piece if anything's come to mind since the last time we talked um I had a little section just said criticisms etc
2: no well I think we've talked about um some of our criticisms in terms of like what we had um hoped to see in the last season or what we could have done without Mm -hmm. um we did have some friends like um, messaging us because they hadn't read the books and they had so many questions about like um, just the rings and why Laconia was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like so many um, different questions in terms of that. But you know what? Like they wrapped it up so nicely. Mm-hmm. And and the story that was meant to be told was told. Um, and we mentioned this in other episodes that it was never, Really, about the proto molecule. Mm-hmm. It was always about the battles between the belters, the Martians, and the earthers. Mm-hmm. And that story was finalized. Yeah. Like, maybe not in the most perfect uh, way, because there will always be conflicts, but there was some form of resolution, mediation. Um, and that is the important part of these six seasons. Um mm. and then if they want to do something else in the future, it could be focused about uh in, in terms of um the proto molecule, but that was not the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean agree. there's there's nothing really more to say in terms of that.
1: Mm. I, th- I think overall season six, are, are, my main criticisms are that there wasn't just an, there wasn't enough content to connect the stories well enough. Um, mm-hmm. If the episodes were 10, 15 minutes longer and they stayed to the six episode, sure. That might've been able to connect those pieces that we were looking to, to see um, mm-hmm. tighter knit together. We talked about them in the last episode, but um, or if they added more episodes and kept them at the length they are now, I think that, Also could have done it, of course. So that's Mm -hmm. my biggest criticism over season six. But uh, again, I'm thankful that we did get what we got.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, it's a beautiful ending. And it's all you can ask for. I know a lot of people, like, there's plenty of people who don't think the ending is as beautiful or are writing off the ending simply because of one thing they didn't like in the final season. And I, I understand that, but I can't do that. There will always be something that we do not like. Yep. Always, always. And that's okay. But it's like, you know, if I see one more person say they're revoking their uh, recommendation for an entire show simply off of one thing that happened in the finale, I'm sorry. But did you ever really like this show? <laughs> just just the thought. Just the thought. Um, so, you know. All right. Who's ready for our ever favorite rapid fire round? Ta-da. Ta-da. You're gonna do. Uh, we'll do top three. I couldn't decide. I, they were so confused, everybody, because I put top three fives because I couldn't decide how many we should do. But I think top three is. I think top three is fine. So I'm gonna go through. We're gonna talk about our top three characters. Ready? Andrea, top three characters. Uh, why me? <laughs> <laughs> alphabetical order. Amos. <laughs> Amos. Oh, oh, I thought
2: alphabetical Dude. order of the characters. No. The... <laughs> um, Amos. Avasarala and uh, drummer. Yeah.
1: Wow, right. that's exactly what I was gonna say.
2: Oh really? <laughs> Can we do top four? I will. I right, do four. Do Ashford. Four.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, Ashford was a good one, but you went oh, with almost all it. A's. <laughs> no, I don't think I would have gone Ashford for the last one. Ooh, probably. So, I... just season six specific. Well, um
0: it's up to you. I mean Andrea took it
2: back, so like you oh, can do whatever you I want. I don't care. Specific. I'm going to say um oh 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 um <laughs> she needs
0: that a four now Okay, so her 4 is Holden.
2: I think <laughs> I I'm going to
3: go
1: Bobby.
0: Okay. Her, your your 4? Badass. Yes. I, I yeah. All right. All right. <sighs> Mine would have to be Naomi drummer. Holden. Fourth one's tough. Fourth one's tough.
1: I, I would have st- picked Naomi last season, but not for this season. I thought she was more ancillary in this one.
0: Mm. I, I just like her growth. I'm not necessarily like, uh, I, I go inner inner stuff too. I just think, there, and this there. was the culmination of her arc from season five. And I think that it's just like, it kind of ties together. Um, and then I'm, I'm torn between Bobby and Phillip. I want to say Bobby, but Philip at the end, man, oof, oof. When when Marco kept Marco kept saying this is the name we share, so he got rid of it. Oh, anyway, all right.
1: Good point. Good point. Top top
0: three. Yeah, right. It's tough. Top three scenes of season six.
1: Space battles. Space battles. Space battles.
0: Yeah, I knew that was coming.
2: Space battle. Um, the... Which one?
0: Which one? Wait, shouldn't you? <laughs> um,
2: the one where they disable um Marco ship.
0: Okay. Um, yes.
2: Yeah. So that one was really uh-huh. beautifully done. Um. I the the final speech from Naomi yeah um because you do see like Philip as a baby and then him changing his name and then everything just comes together that you don't really realize the impact that you have and you sometimes will never understand the impact that you have Mm -hmm. um and then uh the glitter moment with Amos
0: yeah glitterati um I would go with the Petlas space battle as well. I would also do uh, Naomi's like that whole ending scene, because, I mean, you know, I cry every time when they transition from Holden Naomi to the Rossi disappearing into the stars. Um, so like that whole ending chunk, that whole little bit at the end with Naomi Holden Philip and, and the Rossi, all that. Um, third scene's tough. I part of me kind of wants to go with when they actually that whole ending bit where they end Marco because like the emotions are just slowly ratcheting up just very slowly ratcheting up until yeah. and then Dominique's like improvised scream like oh boy um, but that's if I had to pick any other scene that wasn't from the finale maybe um the Holden Naomi fight in episode four was really pretty good. I don't know. I'm like running through the whole season. I can't like land on one scene I particularly think is good. Drummer and Naomi also very good. The drummer and Naomi scene was incredible. Um. All right. Top. If 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 it's too difficult to do top three episodes, you can just tell me your favorite episode. But go ahead, give it a shot. Ready.
1: There was only six episodes, so can I pick six?
0: I mean, yeah, you can even rank the six if you want. do whatever you want
1: oh, you're you're mean, <laughs> no, uh, do
0: whatever you want. How's that mean?
1: Because I said so. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the finale um i I think just the culmination of the entire build up of of the previous five seasons through mm-hmm. season six. It all came to bear in that that one moment, and and then the handoff to drummer. I I just thought it was all really well done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It has to be that
0: episode. Yep. I'll I'll go first, so to give Andrew more time. Uh, My my top. I'll do my top three of the season. It's it's six, three, and two. Six, three, and two. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, so mine are not in order.
0: that's fine, do what you want,
2: but six, three um, and I think five Is okay it the ramp up the the people are coming together, things are being patched up, and I really like that,
0: yeah, yeah all right what what about like there's not really. What's your favorite set? I, I put sets because I left that in from last season, but there's only like four. So, like, what's your favorite set?
1: I love the Bridge of the Titan. I just the way it, it looks and mm-hmm. the way that they did oh. that. Um.
2: Series Station. I just love the amount of detail in there. Um, It's funny because there was a moment where they were handing off, I think it was Monica, like a a bottle of like alcohol. And at the the back, it was like nudes. Um, (laughs) It was a building that said like free nudes or something like that. Yeah, it's like
0: not live nudes. Live nudes, (laughs) yeah. Because uh, Kim was talking a lot about that, that she helped make that.
2: (laughs) So I, I love those like funny little details. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah that's I would probably also say like series uh if I liked the Laconia storyline more Laconia would. because like actually you know what? I'll just go with Laconia it's so ambitious that they built this entire forest in a sound state. like that's so cool I'm just I can't get over that they built an entire forest is there any other favorite that you would want to shout out like that I maybe didn't put on the list because I know there's a lot of all kinds of stuff is there a favorite line you had or a favorite speech or anything like that how about that what line stuck with you in this final season
1: well i'm going to diverge a little bit uh i go Go with the original statement so i i just one of the top three things or top thing that i really liked about this particular season was all the easter eggs the shout outs to the inspirations that the show creators not Mm -hmm. just the authors but the creators in general um gave to all other sci-fi that came before so i I think that's a really nice touch
2: yeah. Um, I will say that in this season, there were so many amazing quotes. But the one that left me like, oh, oh my God, was um, when Duarte said, um, but I have gods to kill. um, And it was it, it's such a like, if you're a book reader, it's not a throwaway line. Um, and if you're not listening very carefully, you might have missed it. But there is a lot to that particular quote. So, I really mm. enjoyed it. What gods is he talking about?
0: There's a lot of of lines and things that I would pick. um most of them from drummer. Jar <laughs> had some really great lines that like remind you of like what history is like and how you expect to kind of what you expect to happen based on history. like um, everyone kind of talks about her when she tells Avisarala Marco was inevitable. Or her speech at the table, like you know, uh, you have my word. Why is my word not good enough for you? And, yeah. and everything, everything she said at the negotiating table, but because it's one of my favorite moments from the books, and it's always stuck with me. And get that, and it made it into the show, and I am so grateful for that. Isn't it? Excuse me, Naomi's speech at the end about you don't you don't do good just so you can find out what happens if you do good. If Mm -hmm. you you do things, you want to do things for the right reason. And maybe you never find out if what you did has the impact you want it to do. But what matters is you did it because you cared and you wanted to do something good. And in the books, that was about his video project when they think that Marco is about to kill them and they're just sitting together. And he's like, does anything I did matter? Yeah. You did what you thought... Was the right thing, and you tried to help people, you tried to humanize people, and that's what matters not the fact, not what it's going to do, but the fact that you did it.
2: No, I really, I really love that.
0: Yeah, so is there anything else? Any last parting words to season six while we're sitting here? Anything you want to say to either the people or. Anything at all. This is your time. They did so
2: well for the amount of time they had and for the amount of episodes they had. And and you know what? I can't ask for a better send-off to these characters.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm thankful to the expanse in so many different ways, I think. Um, beyond just the show, the show is phenomenal and fantastic and mm-hmm. all that. But it has made some really good lasting friendships, connections, and... Uh, Obviously, Andrea and I met through The Expanse, and we wouldn't be here today, I don't think, because of it. So yeah. there's there so many great things that The Expanse has done beyond the television show that um, I, I just have to take a moment and pause and appreciate that.
2: Yeah. has a special place in everybody's hearts.
0: hmm Yeah. Like, I, you know, when I got into it, things were not good for your girl. Your girl was not feeling good. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure I would have been fine, but there's something about the fact that, like, this thing and these people helped me get through it without even knowing what it was, because I, I don't really tell anybody about it, but I still made it through because I found an escape and people who could make me feel like what happened didn't matter or like that it didn't have to affect me the way it did was so important and... I've, you know, I, I've made multiple videos kind of talking about how this thing made me feel. So I don't want to retread, you know, very worn ground here. But, I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast. I wouldn't be friends with you guys. I There's so much I wouldn't have had and, or wouldn't have gotten to do. And, um, you know, this thing has helped me through broken hearts, shitty jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, the the coronavirus. Uh, oh yeah, like helped me through so many tough times. And the one thing I keep thinking about is at New York Comic Con, um, somebody they, somebody asked, you know, Stephen and Wes what it was like to see or how they felt about the show ending. And and Stephen kind of closed with, um, all we wanted to do was make you guys proud of us. And, and oh, the and they done. did. Yep. And I I mean. When I watched that finale, I still can't get through without crying like a baby. I watched it again last night and cried. So. Yeah.
1: No, I absolutely love the show. We're going to have to have another time. episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> well, we can save that. We can save that. We have loose plans for later after baby. We don't Exactly. You guys need a break.
2: <laughs> we we've you... been doing a lot of episodes, which I'm really happy about, so.
0: Yeah well all right close us out one last time hey no not one last well for the show for the show this is our last discussion of of anything new for the show and i don't I do want to kind of give some weight to that. That's important. Like we, that we did all this
2: is that we're going to post this and they're going to say like, Oh,
0: don't, don't, (laughs) don't, do existence. (laughs) You know, our luck, Andrea, you know, our luck, Andrea,
2: we we're really bad at like posting and then them (laughs) saying that there's something new coming. But anyways,
1: there's still lots of stuff to talk about. There, there's a new book that's coming. There's still the last book we need to talk about. Yeah. So, There's lots and lots of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I wasn't saying the typing was over. I said the the show. This is our last time talking about the show. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Editing Shannon here with your listener responses. Thank you guys so much for your patience, both for these episodes and for your listener responses. I meant to have them broken in half between the two parts. But given part one was over two hours long, I'm just putting them in the finale. Uh, I read pretty much every single response we were sent um, because, you know, why not? It's our it's our last season six episode right now, and um, it was my little way of like saying thank you for all of the responses, which we got a ton of responses, and I cannot thank you guys enough. We recently crossed 1,500 followers, which is insane, given that we're finishing up our coverage of the show, like of, of new episodes of the show. Cause we, we probably will go back and talk about the show again. Um, and it's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling that so many people replied and so many people have, you know, come to listen to us rant or read our tweets. It just means the world to us. So I wanted to take this time before I go into the responses to say thank you for all that. And I'm going to say thank you again when I finish reading the responses. Um, But yeah, so uh, as you guys know, I asked you what your final thoughts were on season six, you know, what your favorite bits were, who your MVP was, things like that. So without further ado, I'm going to dive right in uh, to all these responses we got. Starting with Babylon's Inferno, Annie Morton on Twitter. Watching Freya P8553 cry buckets at the Bobby and Amos scene in the finale It will stay As a long-term memory, for sure. Mason Wong. Mason Wong on Twitter said, Such an awesome finale season, but I think it's the only season that nobody got spaced. I think you're right. I think, well, there was, like, off-screen spacing. We didn't see spacing, but there was, like, Marco definitely spaced some people because he was a little little angry baby. Um, Nick, Nick Unfiltered, said, It felt rushed. They compressed most of the last half of Babylon's Ashes into the final 30 minutes of the episode. I think it would have been better served with at least a two-hour finale. handle 58. B Handle 58 said it was all good, left me wanting more. So many of us are in love with the crew of the Racinante. it's so hard to let them go. Misty Massey Misty Massey said, I worried a little they might try to blend the end of Leviathan Falls into the show ending. So I was deliriously happy that the characters I love most survived to sail off to other adventures, especially the Rossi. I love that little ship. Especially the Rossi. I love that ship like I love sunshine and ice cream. Big mood. Big mood. Laura Carter, Laura Carter, said watching the looks that come across Philip's face as he realizes he no longer worships his father. Also, the very last scene with Naomi and Holden. It's truly hard to choose, though, or maybe the scene in the kitchen when they're all eating a meal. Gobes, E underscore gobel said an incredible six years, best sci-fi on TV or movies in decades. Going to miss the hell out of them. Great conclusion. Hopefully there's more. Orlin. O L H Ristoff said it obviously had to work around some serious limitations, but as a whole, I am satisfied would have preferred a slightly different ending to the conflict with the free Navy and more slash longer slash bigger battles. But what we got was still great. Could have also made an x-ray up with Dawes. They could have, but the problem was they couldn't get him. So... I really wish Dawes could have come back, but that man was booked and busy and honestly good for him. He's one of my favorite actors um, around. And, you know, <laughs> me and a couple friends got to gush to Steven about how good he was in Chernobyl because Stephen hadn't seen it yet. So, like, you know. String Along, string underscore along, said favorite scene for me is seeing Marco disintegrate. Tapioca Fett. Jason underscore Bender said the final shot is still going to make me cry when I think about it a decade from now, which, you know what, my friend Jason, or Tapioca if you prefer, I haven't been able to watch it without crying, so (laughs) I agree. David G. Ochoa, censored was here, said, overall great with a few criticisms, much too short and felt a little rushed, but they did the best they could with the episodes allotted. Troy Martin, slang teacher, said, Cara G's performance in the drummer Nagata Clear the Deck scene in episode 5 and encapsulated the emotion of the inner belter struggle and the individual toll of the events the series had taken on them all with hashtag GME 2022. Honestly, like, so many performances on this show deserve Emmys. They're never going to get them. Like, I'm never going to get over Dominique Tipper not getting nominated for season 5. So, <sighs> The disrespect. Uh, T. win T underscore win 2020, said, Drummer's speech was one of the most incredible pieces of TV I've ever watched. Chris Peters, insid B. Worm, said, I actually loved how there were so many unresolved storylines. To me, that said that while the show may be ending, the story continues. Vader Man, Rarati on Twitter, said completely stuck the landing the end was no different from the rest blt-135 blt-1351 said stuck the landing mostly occasionally the season did feel like 10 pounds of content stuffed into a five pound bag episode six was truly remarkable and achingly bittersweet missing you already come back soon truly truly Nick Furzin, Nick Furzen said, I'm salty, Amazon rushed it. I mean, it should have lived the adaptation of all books. My only hope is that they could continue it someday. I don't care if with the same or new characters, but with new actors, just do it. Sean Lodging, KWCH Sean, said It has been an incredible six years, and this brought the story to a satisfying conclusion. The Rossi flying off into the stars with everyone aboard and the Seeds of Hope in the system. Only wished there were a few more episodes this season to have more character moments. Jason Huck. Jason Huck said, unbent, unbroken, unbowed. Which still makes me laugh to this day. Murphy Blue Cat. Murphy Blue Cat said, "Uh, Avasarala, all of them. Peaches is... Peach's Redemption, Naomi's Flashback. Simply Clockwork, Clockwork Fick said, The moment I truly lost my mind over season six was in the battle between the Pella, Rossi, and two Belter ships. That flip and fire of the railgun. I was bouncing off my seat with excitement. Bobby and Holden in that scene were phenomenal. Alana Dill likes to paint stuff. Alana Paints said, Highlights, when Philip made his final decision on where his loyalty lies, when Mysterious Dog did the repair trick, Avsarela smiled at Holden at the press conference, acknowledging Alex's absence, Bobby once again being her badass self, Naomi and drummer, and Amos. Robert Tiber, F. Pete robber said i think i'd have preferred them leaving the laconia stuff out if they already knew there wouldn't be a seventh season or otherwise put it into the x-ray extras other than that it was perfect and i actually talked about this with someone that i would have preferred if strange dogs had been the x-ray content however he did point out that like they built an entire set so there was probably like if we're gonna spend all this money on this it's got to be in the episodes or whatever so like fair enough but like 100% like that's how I felt for a hot minute, Robert. So I'm with you. Smooth hot hotshot underscore Harmon, said unloading the Giambattista into the ring space was something I was really looking forward to throughout the season. The episode covered so much book content in a faithful way that really satisfied me. I also felt the areas they adapted or altered fit seamlessly within the show. One HD bad boy, ten six HD bad boy, Said, seeing the end of Marco Inaros in the Battle of Medina Station was the best. Also, I love the Amos Bobby fight bonus. Hokey Andrew. Hokey Andrew said, so many small callbacks. Going back to the first episode were nice touches. Like the bio gel getting quickly name checked in the first episode and then popping up with Joseph. Also, the Amos Bobby bar scene. Naomi being the one to flip the switch and blow up the freighter. All good stuff. Now, I'm torn between whether you mean chic or chick, so I'm going to say chick, and you can feel free to correct me. Uh, space Opera Chick, space or under, er, chick underscore opera, said, Honestly, I love the entire series. Every season brought something entirely new and was never bored. One of the greatest sci- sci-fi shows ever. In a year or two, I would love to see a movie based on the Laconia Empire. The Rickest Mike, Mike Rickest, Said, my fave moment was drummer's speech. That was a great way to pick a fight. Truly. Truly. Live shamed. Die empty. You know, just little drummer things. Andrew De Giovanni, Andrew De Giovanni 4 said, loved it. The group meal was wonderful. And of course, Amos and Bobby fighting it out together. Not forgetting the Screaming Firehawks pick was special. JRC99US. JRC99US said, All I felt after season six was there has got to be a season seven. Ms. Kat, underscore Cat Summers said, I wish there had been more episodes. The ending felt like a mid-season pause, but I have really appreciated this series. Marco, Philip, Drummer, Peaches, Amos, Avasarala, and Naomi were stunning actors, and I wish I could spend more episodes with them. Stephen Cavanaugh, Stephen36962, four six two said the final episode dinner scene where the seat between amos and peaches was a vacant in memory of alex david honus dave underscore spice said awesome as ever but i wanted to find out what happened to the children on the ring world do they make it is the brother really alive or some kind of zombie if you want to know faster than finding out about the show unfortunately i have to say the words you might need to read the books I don't like to be a read-the-books person, but if you're going to be waiting a while, you might want to just bite the bullet and do it. You know what I mean? Zucca Zach Collin said, My two favorite moments were the Amos-Bobby one-ship tussle and drummer Avasarala becoming allies. GZ gzmbg said season six of the expanse was full of great female characters ms tipper showed great range between naomi's ptsd and the loss of a child ms nicole was able to develop clarissa into the complicated human peaches evolves into it's true it really was a really great like women forward season really pleased PMB Austin. PMB Austin said, it stuck the landing, but honestly, it sometimes felt like a Cliff Notes version, cramming in so much and going so fast. I honestly feel like it should have been an 8 or even 10 episode season, and it's curious, with their limited time, how they spent so much time teasing seven books 7 through 9. Fiora Enjoyer. Big Soup Time. By the way, I love your handle. I love... Big soup time. Said, the entire sequence in the ring space during the finale was incredible. I think my favorite scene was Clarissa getting up to fix the reactor despite knowing it would kill her. I also loved Amos telling her that the ship has a mechanic. That was a really good one. Ada Driver, Avienda 69. Again, my favorite character in The Wheel of Time. Uh, the ending was exhilarating and strong, and I'm looking forward to a sequel series or movie. The whole series made up for all the botched endings of the most beloved ones of the past decade. Compassion wins over empty spectacle. D Sharp, D Sharp 85, said it felt just a bit rushed and obviously leaves a lot of unanswered questions. But overall, it was excellent. Dan Entwistle, Garshin underscore Smith. Said, oh, it absolutely stuck the lining for me. Tremendous final season. There were a lot of moments I loved, but the standout for me was the Rossi versus the Pella, which had both incredible battle moments and awesome character ones. Michael Openshaw, M. Openshaw, and I appreciate you censoring this because I also have to censor myself. Summed up in quotes, I love you and I'm so sorry. Ah, F in hell. Sturdy work cargo. Let's give Michio a hand. Because she took one anyway. <laughs> I appreciate the joke too. Thank you. Evan. Dot. X. I. N. I. T. Uh, I guess it's dot. X. In it. Whatever. You get me. Uh, said I just want to know when they'll be releasing. Season 5 through 6 music score. I'm dying for it. And I'm also dying for it. Uh, Narain Shankar the showrunner. Said he's going to try and figure out. What's going on there? So, hopefully, we'll have it soon. We'll see. Kimmy Concarne Ocarelia. Kimmy C C O K said, Best line and best delivery of the season and all seasons goes to Kara G with I didn't love you because you were fighters. I loved you because you were builders. Incredible moment. Chad Tuaro. Chad Tuaro said, Definitely stuck the landing to me. Standout Spots, Rossi versus Pella and Battle in the Ring Space, Phillip's reckoning of his actions and disillusionment with his father, Drummer's Journey, A Well-Earned Payoff, Bobby and Amos, Holden Stepping Aside for Drummer, and Monica's Peace. Quixotic Fool, Quixotic underscore moron, said I'm a sucker for the classics, Holden is quixotic. Bobby and Amos, kicking ass, good guys win, bad guys lose, a political win for the long-suffering Belters, Holden and Naomi riding off into the sunset without an existential threat, hanging over their heads for once. Beautiful. Marianne 5000, Storm KPR, Storm Keeper, said, they absolutely stuck the landing, especially as compared to so many other shows. Favorite scenes, so many, but let's go with Avicerala drummer meeting in the penultimate ep. Tim Canty, Tim DRX777, said the Pella repeating the whole disguise trick from season one was an unexpected high point for me. The reveal played out in such a tense way from thinking drummer's subordinates were just misbehaving into full-blown dread when you finally see the freighter. And I don't know how many times I can say this, but that's definitely one of my favorite uh, bits from the finale. Shadowy Cabal Enthusiast, the Chandler dude, said, Still marveling at Walker's I intimidate him sexually joke. Yes, it was funny and perfectly delivered, but it wasn't just a throwaway. It breaks the tension in a pivotal scene and takes it in a direction we don't expect. Randy M. at The Elusive Eye, The Elusive Eye 1, said, I enjoyed Philip's arc and the final battle inside the Ring Gates. There are still several niggling questions, mainly everything to do with the proto molecule, but I overall enjoyed the final season and I'm glad the expanse went out on a relatively high note. Aaron Gipandulwa, Modern underscore villager, said, That flip and railgun fire then burn epic. Amos descending into the ring station with railgun slugs whizzing all around him, Peaches smiling after being called a member of the crew, chasing down the Azure Dragon, drummers for use to Naomi, and Avasarala. Jose Taborda, J.M.F. Taborda, said, The ending was a bit rushed, could have used a bit more setup. It all ended really quick, and even if amazing, those little girl dead brother scenes were pointless. My favorite scene was most of season four.
3: Mark Reynolds,
0: M O S U R I E Y, said Karaji should get her own spin off series. And boy, oh boy, if you like video games, have I got news for you? Uh, the Expanse, a Telltale series, is going to be about Drummer, and Karaji is playing her. So, Metaphor Man, Meta, Man. Said, sorry, love the cast, the books, and the series, but it ended poorly for me. Did not feel like a true ending. And maybe that's good hope for more. I remain confused that Amazon bought it and ended it so quickly. And then said, okay, can we get spinoffs for Avisorel and Amos? Edmund, Nucleus1409, said, the Expanse seemed a bit... Uh, Season 6 seemed a bit rushed, but generally happy with it. Loved the books and thought Amazon did a great job translating them to the small screen. Cast was fantastic. Clearly loose ends, zombie kid, missing protomolecule. Maybe spinoff in the future, but Rossi and crew retired. BAM Media, Robert R55399071 said, Don't get me wrong, it was great, but the storyline felt too compressed. With only six episodes, the main story felt rushed. Matthew Ferguson, the M.K. Ferguson, said, live shamed and die empty. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. We're just going to keep saying it. It's fine. Nerd's Garage, Moto Nerd 14 said, it was too short, but what was shown was some of the most exquisite work I've ever seen. There's so much more to this story, and I really hope that Prime Video will continue to develop this universe into a full-fledged sci-fi dynasty like Star Trek or Battlestar. It deserves it. I don't know if I want it to get as big as that. <laughs> oh, I've just seen some some stuff there, you know, and I I just I can't I can't handle that kind of <laughs> that kind of discourse. I'm too tired, you know. Belter girl, Belter girl said it most definitely stuck it and as a former Game of Thrones fan I was freaking out. Do I still want more? Duh. Am I eternally thankful that we got what we got forever? What I loved most about season six was the stunning visual effects and graphics and Walker. Kyle, the cortisol golem. You guys are killing it with these. Some of these are really making me live. Uh, Kyle Shire said, all of the Laconia stuff could have been a cold open in episode one and a post credit scene in episode six. This kind of goes along with how I felt like I either would have liked it kept in one episode or like this kind of like that um because i would have liked more time with the characters i like but that's you know fine uh wardrobe sweetie d85 said i need to know what happens next in the ring and drummer's new position i love this show too much rob speculum fight said as a non-book reader it stuck the landing I was hoping the Laconia stuff would go somewhere, but I feel like it was more of a wink tease for book readers. I hope they are able to bring the last three books to the screen, big or small. Battles were excellent. Personal moments moving. Moving. Yes. Gary Sapp, Nest Egg Pub, said, I liked season six, though it felt a wee bit rushed. The finale was fine, though it gave off a Trek vibe of complicated things working out far too neatly. I loved seasons one through three and thought the show lost a bit of its magic after discovering the ring worlds. Let's see if I can say this, because I do know a little bit of Irish, and your name looks Irish, Garoedge O'Sullivan, and I hope I said that right. Feel free to come at me if I didn't. Yours is a name I have not seen yet. Uh, Scuba Garrowedge said, Sure, there are bits I'd have liked to be done differently or have more episodes, but overall, I think it was tremendously successful as a finale. Episode end season. End cements it as the best ever sci-fi series, in my opinion. Great action as usual, but Naomi's scream was the moment for me. Wandering lit prof. Trailer Allen said exciting but short. Saeed Khan Saeed W. Khan said, It should have been a full 10 episodes. That last episode really truncated the battle. After Holden let Inaris go in episode 4, uh, it was the end of 3 and yes, 4, So, because he asked if it was 5. So I'm just... Saeed, you're, you're... Yes. Yes and no. It was, th- it was 3, but also 4. Uh, there should have been more plot development before that final battle. A good but somewhat unsatisfying ending. Uncle Funk Machinima... Or machinima, I you know I dabble in things that use machina, uh, so I wanted to, you know. Uh, Hap Phil Ann said, asking for people's opinions on Twitter. There be dragons here. There were some. I just didn't read them. You know. Uh, <laughs> he also said I never read the books and only started watching after the first episode of the final season was aired. Loved it. Joe Britches, Joe Britches, said watching the final season of The Expanse was like reading a book with more than half the pages torn out and a novella with no ending stuffed in the holes. Peter Trek One, Peter Trek One, said I liked season six a lot, but wish there could have been another two to three episodes. Parts of the season felt rushed. My favorite scenes were the meal scene with the crew, Amos and Bobby's attack sequence and the callbacks to characters from earlier seasons like Prax. Richard DeBona, Dibs HK, said it was good, but not as good as previous seasons. Too rushed, and the Laconia snippets didn't go anywhere. The rush also meant Pella Inaros going over the energy threshold was an anti climax, made it look like someone clearly winning, made a schoolboy error, and suddenly lost. Captain Dunsell? cpt underscore duncel said drummer after the battle when unm broadcast the warning about the fake transponders the no FNS s look on her face was spot on neil mcgregor neil underscore mcgregor said season six showed just how great the character arcs were like amos and drummer's character depth not to mention those effects how a space action drama should be done, here's looking at you, Star Wars, left me desperately wanting more. Iris Pangburn, Kalamatatis, said My disappointment is proportional to my deep love for this series. Season six was rushed and lacked emotional depth. Why did Drummer who worked for Fred and admired Ashford turn into such a separatist? Hated the Jerpy Laconia segments, wanted to see Dawes again. Philip should have died. Mike Johnson, M. Johnson 184 said, Too short, six episodes was a bit of a slap in the face to the series. It deserved a 10-episode arc. Maxwell, Maxwell Burke, Maxwell underscore Burke, said, It wasn't nearly the soul-searching crescendo that season three was. I often felt that the first three seasons focused heavily on the science, while the latter three focused more on the drama. Shorter seasons with compact storylines that didn't leave much room. Strange Dogs, for instance. Mitchell Owen, Agent Text 1973, said, Need more, not ready for it to end like this. Postman, Jason J. Post, said, Ending is unsatisfying unless there is another season in the works. Mark Newell, Mark New 83502054, said the worst season ever six episodes they shouldn't have made it until they had proper funding since season three it's gone downhill it's only saving grace was the fight scenes and they were few and too short yarn h ulti w said too short Mew to the world walian eight underscore 89 said i wish there would be a season seven kenya Kenya SG98 said, I love them all, but them with like an image of like the the new Rossi crew. Once again, thank you guys so much for all of your support this season and for every season previous. Thank you so much for giving us a chance. Um, I know there's a lot of Expanse podcasts now, and we've been going for a while. Um, So, you know, I know there's a, you know, it's a saturated market right now. (laughs) So, you know, it means a lot to us that you, you chose to listen to our show, you chose to give us a chance. Um, you know, this show means a lot to us. It's, it's brought us closer together. I mean, me and Andrew were really close friends before we started doing this until, you know, she pushed me to pitch the show, uh, to the network when I, when I came up with the idea. Fred's become a part of my family as well through her. So like this thing means a lot to us and, um, I, I cannot thank you enough for all of your support. For all three of us, for the years uh, that you've listened to us, or even if you just started listening to us in season six, like it it just means the world to us. And seeing all these responses, you know, has been was great. I I had fun reading a lot of them, Um, and kind of seeing people still following us and um, seeing people respond to us or like share our tweets and things like that. It just it it means a lot. (laughs) The Expanse means a lot to me and. I'm I'm grateful I don't have to let this part of it go yet because this is like what I love doing. I love talking about the expanse. I love talking about the expanse with other fans. So Yeah. Um I also wanted to take this time really to say thank you for all of the support uh you've sent Friend and Andrea. And this is Shannon talking, not Friend and Andrea. Um Yeah, you know, I they've they've said what what they've got to, but um, you know, seeing them get all the support and love that they need and deserve right now um with everything they're going through has been really um really nice uh especially since I can't be there with them because I live across the country and there's COVID um knowing that they're getting all kinds of support from the people around them and from our listeners and our longtime friends it's it's meant a lot so thank you to everyone who reached out to them um in the last couple of weeks um please just continue to keep them in your thoughts and, um, yeah, thank you again. I, I don't know how many times I could say thank you, but I say it, like, a lot uh, because I'm one of those people who says thank you, not sorry. <laughs> I do say sorry, but I mean in the sense that, like, I thank you for your time instead of apologizing for taking it up. Um, so, yeah, not much else to say. I hope you guys have enjoyed our Season 6 coverage. We had a great time bringing it to you. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. and. When we come back, I'll see you in the next episode. Rasenante, out.
2: All right. Well, if you like this part two of... Um our season six breakdown you can email us at typebeam at randomchatter.com and let us know what did you like, what did you dislike um, did you see things that we didn't mention and you wanted us to talk about, let us know, you can also find us on twitter at the typebeam, um or our individual twitters uh, mine is at catsbears, that's k-a-t-z b-e-a-r-z, fred where can they find
0: you?
1: you can find me on twitter at freddywan kenobi, that's f-r-e-d-d-y w-o-n kenobi
0: shannon where can they find you? You can find me almost anywhere at ShankBeezy.
2: Um, and you can also find our show, The Type Beam, or any other show that um, we are part of at RandomChatter.com. We don't just talk about The Expanse, we talk about so much more.
0: So, now that you've heard our Season 6 coverage, tell us what you thought. Leave a review share us on social media when we share all these new episodes or if we start tweeting cool content tell your friends about us if you like the show leave us a rating on your social media or social media podcast platform of choice we'd really appreciate it we'd like to know what you thought of how we did this season
1: and some final housekeeping items for this episode all the music that you hear is ursa minor by cell dweller and as silly as the sentence sounds all trademarks are owned by the respective owners So thank you for listening, and remember the can't.
0: Remember the can't.